0: we would
1: i'll cut this out what high school did you go to yes yeah dang so my friend the
0: webs we we it's
1: true (laughs) so my friend who listens to the podcast also went to okay so that's why i was like i bet anything but he's way older than both of us my friend who listens he's like 40 no he's not 40 he's oh he's i'm gonna make a guess 31 that may be an incorrect number okay 31 ish ish yeah yeah i feel confident in that number 31 ish so you wouldn't have been there at the same time as him no Welcome back to the Pyramid, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. My name is Amanda. I am your host every freaking week. Um, This is also your weekly disclaimer that if you can hear my cat in the background, it's because she has a bell on her collar and she's too cute for me to take it off. Um, I also need to issue a correction for an episode I did two weeks ago. It was my most recent episode with Hannah, where I said that I did not think that the mom, the dance moms, I thought that they were tokenizing the gay community because they were talking to shangela and then i said that like oh i don't think that they would like vote for lgbtq plus uh, legislation i think they're just using it to be like oh you know whatever wine mom attitude and i had forgotten that chloe is currently dating a girl and she is seems to have a great relationship with her mom still and her mom seems to be supportive so christy is an ally i don't know about anybody Amazing. else but she's an ally liza is trying to climb up the side of my couch like mount <laughs> everest what is your deal she loves you this is the most personal she's been with anybody who's not me ever well wow. that's crazy good for you it's something about your presence mm-hmm. she sensed another highly organized girl boss and she <laughs> yeah. was like i must be next to her Oh, absolutely that's incredible well Anyway, this week we're talking about the last episode of season twelve, and with me I have my friend Emily. Hello, yet
0: another Emily. (laughs) Yet
1: another Emily. Yes, a repeat. Multiple
0: hands, multiple Emily. Yes,
1: very exciting. (laughs) I had an Emily last week, but it's a different Emily this week. Um, so Emily, tell me about your experience with the
0: arts—not
1: just performing arts, but the arts in general. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, I love this question. So I took notes here aside from like the intro dance classes that I feel like people like everybody takes yeah, little tap dance classes and whatever. But I grew up with classical piano lessons Hmm. and I did recitals for those lessons around third grade. I got a guitar for Christmas, so I taught myself guitar through like a couple informal lessons and YouTube. Yeah, yeah. And then in middle school-ish um i learned clarinet well that was mm-hmm. like the intro to clarinet i played clarinet all the way up through the first semester of college oh, and wow. then i quit I was yeah. like, I'm done with this. It's not cool anymore. <laughs> <laughs> nah.
1: Can't so, be a band
0: nerd forever. <laughs> no. Um, I was in marching band. Oh, and same. And we were a very competitive band.
1: Also same. Yeah. We were not good. We did not win competitions, but we were still competitive. What did you play? Um, I played the French horn. I was a brass okay. child. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. As a high school Marching band thing. And yeah, very competitive. We'd never won, but we still liked to think that we had a chance and we were still competitive for some unknown, unspecified reason. Anyway, continue. Yeah.
0: So, <laughs> I mean, we competed in like the southeastern region of the mm-hmm. United States and we ended our season at Lucas Oil Stadium. In <gasps> at Contest of
1: Champions? Not Contest of Champions. Um, BOA? Yeah,
0: Grand National. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. I know exactly what you're talking Did about. Did you ever go? No. My
1: band won good enough. <laughs> Um, I do have a friend who listens to this podcast who I think did go to Lucas Oil. Okay. Um, and it was like a thing. But we my the high school I went to, the band was always too small and too crappy. So yeah. we would we would go to Contest of Champions, which is like a local yeah, thing. Absolutely. And then we never placed there. And then we went to VMI, which is at Vanderbilt, and we would sometimes do okay there.
0: Okay. But so anyway. That's cool. Yeah, so continue. So competitive marching band. Yes, competitive marching band. Um we so that's basically where the bulk of my performance experience comes. But mm-hmm. through Marching Band, I was kind of led to audition for Winter Guard. Yes. And for those of you non marching band people, Winter Guard well, Color Guard is the people who spin the flags, they toss the sabers and the rifles up in the air. Mm-hmm. What else can be said? I mean, they add I mean, visual yeah. effect and general effect. And honestly, I think. Uh, Especially for people who watch marching band competitions that aren't, or marching band in general that aren't music people, Mm -hmm. it adds them because it just adds an element of interest that I think totally. Yeah, it helps if you're not a music person. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, so Winter Guard was the color guard's own season Mm -hmm. during inside the winter. Yes. (laughs) so the season basically would go pretty much like one or two weeks after the marching band season ended in mm-hmm, November mm-hmm, it would start up mm-hmm. and then um the national oh what do you call them <laughs> the national winter guard championships um, yeah it was the it was uh, for the
1: area that we live in it was SCGC yeah south.
0: yeah yeah SCGC um that ended in color guard April. yeah mm-hmm. At, in Daytona Uh-huh. in Dayton Daytona. Daytona. <laughs> Not Daytona. <laughs> Dayton, Ohio. Yes. Um, We didn't compete in that the year that I was mm-hmm. in Winter Guard, but we did go and just watch the amazing um That's fun before. though.
1: Yeah. What did you toss? Were you like- a, I was a flag. A flag. So okay, I was yeah. flag
0: and dancer and- yep. Same. Yeah. So I mean, that kind of gave me a little bit of insight into yeah. this dance mom's Especially stuff. competition stuff
1: like oh, absolutely. marching band people and winter guard, and also then like the, that's like the quote unquote girl version, and then the boy yeah. quote unquote boy version is indoor drumline. Yeah, because winter guards and inner and indoor drumline happen at the same time.
0: Yeah, and it was the like same competition. Normally it's, the it's the same like place. Saturday, yeah. and Sunday.
1: Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and so. I so people that are in that sphere mm-hmm. I think understand this oh, yeah. more than dancers who do dance recitals because we know the grind of a different competition every week. Yes. And like going to a practice, going to marching band practice, figuring out what you messed up at uh, messed up mm-hmm. on the week before and mm-hmm. then fixing it at the thing coming up.
0: Yeah, and it's the yeah. long game. It's you have yes. one um Routine that mm-hmm. you're doing, and that's what you're sticking through throughout the season. Yep. But you change it every single week, or even every day of practice, you're constantly changing and making it better. Right. And, yeah. Um, working to improve both yourself, mm-hmm. your personal performance, and then also the visuals of the entire group. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So, and fun fact actually, SCGC mm-hmm. is the reason that I went to the school that I did. <laughs> Oh really? Yeah. So we actually had a Winter Guard competition there, and then I looked around and I was like, "Wow, dang, this is a nice campus." <laughs> so
1: you went to college based on Winter Guard?
0: <laughs> I was. That's I love I that. I did not for have you. much direction for what school I wanted to go to. Sure. Or like so what like, this I is dreamed nice. of. Yeah. So it was a good price, and it yeah. was a pretty campus. And yeah. That's how I decided.
1: Near-ish to mm-hmm. your fam. Yes. Yeah. What else? Did you have anything else for the arts experience or was that kind of the um, the scope?
0: I think that's pretty much the scope. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. Our arts
1: experiences are very similar. Yeah. Cuz I my arts experience is also sprinkled in with like theater as well. Mm-hmm. But I I feel you. I see you in that place of marching band. And yeah. honestly, the backup podcast I was going to start was one about marching band because someone has to talk about it.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: Do you know what I mean? Like yes. the the militant adjacent mind of a marching band kid who thinks that if i don't hit my dot i will cease to exist i will disappear off the planet and everyone's gonna hate me and no one's gonna want to sit with me on the bus on the way home
0: i always think about marching band (laughs) i always crack up because it's funny the things that you do every single day in practice for four years yeah and then it's like you just forget because it's been now it's been (laughs) multiple years yeah 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 how did i know a 10 minute
1: seven minute show (laughs) i know and now i'm like where do i put my keys like how do i start a dryer
0: like i don't know how my brain was ever yeah at that level the one thing i do remember is yeah it was like that militant like you have to have grit or you're weak yeah and it's like i remember multiple occasions (laughs) where a band kid runs off the field <laughs> in like very dramatic fashion and they like puke on the side everyone <laughs> wants <laughs>
1: everyone wants yes it. and they're like dang he's committed and then
0: they like wipe their mouth and they come back
1: yeah well because you can't get water you've got marching band no.
0: yeah no it's true
1: i when we went to i can't remember what competition this was i want to say we were at um vanderbilt when this happened but we were watching another band, and a kid fully passed out on the field. yep, like face first into the astroturf, passed yep. out. May have died. And <laughs> the kids just stepped over him and kept going. And when it was over, they walked, you know, walked past him to get off the field. And these two parents came and picked him up like a hog. To, like one parent on the wrist, one parent on the ankles, and took that sucker right on down to the end yes. zone. And they were like, "We need a medic, but not in the middle of somebody else's performance." Yes. you know, because heaven forbid we interrupt the <laughs> sacred ritual of a marching band performance. So weird.
0: Okay, and like reminds, for what? That reminds me know. of like one story from middle school that I tell. <laughs> and since you don't know where I went to middle school, we're not taking names. <laughs> yeah, but um, so my middle school teacher was, I mean. She wanted the best, and so she did some things that to us in middle school seemed a little extreme. Sure. So we would practice. Yeah. Um. In our town, we have this rodeo parade, which is literally a parade for when the rodeo comes to town. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) which Sounds ridiculous now that I'm saying that.
1: No. Well, the listeners do know we are right outside of Nashville, so perfect. I mean, it's like it's really anything. When we're talking about country boys, anything goes. It's fair game. You know what I mean? Like. It, that is not surprising based on
0: Nashville. <laughs> so in middle school, we marched in the rodeo parade. Mm-hmm. That was like our one parade experience. Yes. And so my middle school band director was like, we need to practice. Mm-hmm. So basically she would take us like full ranks, like lines <laughs> with the drums and everything. Oh boy. We would go marching through the neighborhood that was right next to my middle school oh, i'm sure they loved us yeah
1: <laughs> dang
0: and um so it would be right around may uh-huh. it was hot uh-huh. it was right around that time where it gets like grossly hot yeah and then if you're if you're doing band in fourth period well you just have to s- yeah be suck really it up gross and sweaty yeah. for the rest of you have the- to commit yeah yeah gross so anyways one day it was really hot um naturally someone had not hydrated properly because
1: you're in middle school and all you drink is gatorade yeah yeah
0: and then they passed out and they were in my section <laughs> they were um they were a clarinet but like passed out cold <laughs> and um i remember my director runs over and the person's coming to mm-hmm. and my director's like is the clarinet okay <laughs> <gasps> oh, no so that oh, has boy. gone down in history. It's really unfortunate. Yeah. Dang.
1: Well, what is your experience with Dance Moms as like a show?
0: Zero. I love that. I actually, well, <laughs> I, love I mean, it. last night I looked up, I was like, because I'm I'm very big on music. And so mm-hmm. there's a question and it's like, what do you think would be a good dance Yes, routine? the ending question. Uh, dance Moms yes. And I, so I actually texted you. I was mm-hmm. like what encompasses a good dance song great question <laughs> so anyways i was researching a little bit just to get like the gist of what mm-hmm. kind of dance and i mean it's basically what like a guard show or yeah, yes it's a lot a of christina perry jar of hearts yeah. it's a
1: lot of that kind of
0: stuff yeah yeah so i got a good one i love that so other than that like zero experience,
1: zero experience. i love having people with also my cat is it is the witching hour, I guess. It's 5 <laughs> o'clock and she's freaking out. Um,
0: There's a lot doing. of bells going on. There's just a lot
1: of shaking and bells and it's very strange. Um, you good, girl? Alright, great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what was I going to say? Yeah, she's just hanging out. Um, I love having people on this that have never seen the show because it's always such a shock.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's
1: always such a like surprise to see that these moms and Abby, are they're all really out here being this way confidently. Yes. And how insane it is that it was allowed to be televised.
0: Well, you know, it's what? 2000s? It's
1: 2011. October 5th, 2011 is when this episode came oh, out. Oh my gosh. I thought it
0: was older than that. 2011.
1: <laughs> well, so somebody, I had my friend Caitlin on and she mentioned in her episode that it seems like it's later because they probably filmed it a little bit. Right. They may have filmed mm-hmm. a little bit earlier also Mom fashion is always like five years behind whatever is currently (laughs) fashionable. So the moms are doing it like it's 2005. Right. Well, I think my episode I
0: might have gotten a little. Well, it wasn't quite like all the episodes because they're in a different situation.
1: Yes. This episode is really special. So Emily, all right. Do you want to talk about the pyramid of life? Yes. Let's do it. What do you have for the bottom of the pyramid? Bad
0: phone chemistry let me explain Explain. (laughs) I do not understand okay so phone chemistry i just think of when you are talking to someone you're talking about romantically or like in general just like as a person on a phone call oh okay on a cell phone call
1: oh okay okay (laughs) (laughs) i don't know what those are no i'm just kidding yeah i know what you're talking about do
0: people do that anymore Mm, only with my mom only if it's an emergency. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, otherwise, I will text you and say, can I call you? Okay, except I've recently been kind of on a kick of like, you know, phone calls are nice. You're not having Dang. to, I don't know. You don't have to. I send very long texts. If you've ever <laughs> texted with me, I'm sorry.
1: No, I love it.
0: Because <laughs> I'm like very thorough. I I try to come across as clear because yes. I know that things get lost in translation over text. Totally, okay? totally. But I have maybe two or three repeat two or three people in my life Mm -hmm. who, when I get on a phone conversation with them, we're like constantly like ships passing in the night. We're constantly talking over each other. It's like there's a pause and Uh then we both start at the same time or someone's talking and then someone like cuts in, but the other person just keeps Uh, talking. Yeah, It's just, it doesn't work Mm -mm. and it's just really frustrating. And so normally I just end up, Being the person who's like, you know, I'll just be quiet and listen. Yeah, you go ahead. Yeah, (laughs) you're just sitting (laughs) there Naturally, but it just... It bothers me. Yeah. Because it's not like that with most other people.
1: It's just that one or two people. (laughs) Dang. (laughs) Dang. So that's what I mean by bad phone chemistry. Yeah. Is it someone that you work with? Because I feel like if you're trying to accomplish work-oriented tasks, it makes things worse yes you yes. know it's different if it's like your grandma yeah and you're no. like whatever grandma no, but if i'm it's someone, talking
0: about yeah, specifically like, like in, in a, a professional work,
1: setting yes dang that is really frustrating
0: mm-hmm.
1: um the thing i have for the bottom of the pyramid is related to what i had last week and last week i talked about buying plane tickets because mm-hmm. i was going to california yep. well i'm back from california and your girl got a flight canceled and oh. i was in california maybe four or five hours before my flight Got a text that it was canceled Mm, and it was very frustrating more than I thought anything could ever frustrate me like ever because I was in California needing to get back to Tennessee and I it was Saturday. Yeah, it was Saturday and I needed to get to work on Monday. Mm -hmm. so i didn't really have and i got on the phone it was spirit airlines because i'm broke (laughs) as a joke and needed to get to there cheaply and got on the phone with them and they were just like yeah it's canceled and then they said that the next flight that they had from lax to bna was net was like a week later it was like next thursday joking and i told him listen i try really hard not to be that mean to customer service people because it's not their fault but I said, that does not work for me. I have to be at work on Monday. Mm-hmm. I have to get home. This is not going to work. I And I said to him multiple times, I need a refund because I need to get on a different plane. And he was like, and he tried, he was trying to probably do what he's been scripted to do, which is like, well, you know, we can put you on this flight with spirit and we can Trent. And I'm like, I don't want to fly with you. I want my money back. I want <laughs> to go home. And I was crying, calling my parents. Like it was it was it was embarrassing also because I was with my friends yeah. and I want them to think I'm cool so bad. And yeah. so it was even more embarrassing to be like crying about my plane ticket in front of my really cool friends. But it, it was just, it was so frustrating. How are you going to do that to somebody? I bought a round trip ticket. I paid for both ways and you only gave me one. And that, how I how are you allowed to do that? It's just so i know it happens all the time i hear about it it happening to people especially now recently with like the social economic Uh, climate we're in you know it's really hard to fly places right now Mm -hmm. it's just it is stressful and so i i understand that it's probably not this man's fault but spirit i have words for you and none of them are listening yeah if you're listening to this i don't like you (laughs) so
0: So how did you get home
1: so i booked a. uh stupid expensive ticket with southwest mm. because i need it was the day of and i needed to get i had to get home right. either that day or the next day yeah and i just bought one that was insanely stupidly expensive because mm. i had to get home
0: mm-hmm.
1: and i'm waiting on my refund which could take up to 30 <laughs> days so love that for me it's so stupid it just made me really frustrated and i was frustrated in public which i don't I don't like that feeling I, I mm-hmm. if I am gonna be frustrated in public I want it to be like something that I feel like I'm in control of like right. this is an isolated situation but like I was out, I was so out of control in that situation in the sense of like if I don't get a ticket yeah I'm stuck here in Burbank and I that's not anywhere near
0: <laughs> Asheville yeah, it's on the it's, opposite side of the country scary and yeah and they know. have
1: my money and like i am broke i'm mm-hmm. the job i have does not pay very well it doesn't pay hardly anything so i didn't i don't just have money to just throw at plane tickets all the time like that and so doing it was really it was a lot of it was a high percentage of what i can just like do in a day yes you know the money yeah. i can spend every day and so it was just really it was just stressful when i didn't like it. Bottom not spirit Airlines specifically, bottom of the pyramid, but a flight <laughs> getting canceled and it, having to deal with the repercussions of that. Bottom of the pyramid. Solid bottom of the pyramid. I hate it. Um what do you have for the middle? Or do you have anything else for the bottom? I should say. Do you have I something don't. else?
0: Okay, no. me either. Do you what do you have for the middle? So Hmm. Oh, I thought I was going to rethink this, but apparently I didn't. So we're going with what I've got. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) The notes app doesn't lie. (laughs) So yes, right. Basically the middle of my pyramid is the nature of my job. So let me explain. Um, I am studying to be a court reporter. Mm -hmm. So I'm currently a student online and I'm also doing an internship, which allows me to actually go to jobs In court or depositions and um, basically do the work. Like I'm practicing. Yeah. I take my machine and my microphones and everything and I set it up and then I sit there and take the deposition down. Dang. And then at the end I'll go home and clean it up and send it to my boss or whatever. That's
1: so cool. Yeah.
0: So Oh, I guess I should explain what court reporting is. <laughs> I mean, it's
1: not, it's what it sounds like. Well, I mean... I or feel not. Like maybe probably, I'm dumb. It could, that could be not
0: what it is. I've explained it to you, right? Yeah. Okay. I know what it is from you. Yeah. Yeah. It's So for those of you who don't know, it's basically if you've watched any type of crime show or not even a crime show. If you've watched any kind of movie where there's a scene and they're taking someone's deposition or they're in a courtroom, it's that... The person who sits in the corner and they're typing on this weird-looking machine—they're typing,
1: but also not really.
0: Well, in movies, they don't know what they're doing. Right, they're just so they actually moving look like they're typing yeah. on a computer. But on in real life, in real life, um, the machine is set up to where you can do multiple keys all at the same time, mm-hmm. so that you can write a whole word or even a whole phrase in just one stroke. Dang! So that's how it works. I think over the past two years, I've heard of a TikToker. Is that what you call them? Yeah, TikToker. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm not. It sounds weird, but it it, okay. That's what it is. Someone has been on TikTok and been showing people like what it is. Mm -hmm. So surprisingly, nice. Like recently, I've had people say, "Oh yeah, I know what that is from TikTok." (laughs) Amazing, right? The power of social media.
1: I'm telling you.
0: So the reason that it's the middle of the pyramid is. Basically because you never know what you're walking into. And sure. that can be great mm-hmm. um, because it's you're never going to be walking into the same thing twice, right. But it can also be really terrible because you I mean, I don't know what kind of people are getting sued or suing mm-hmm. but it seems to me that no job is just straight like walk in and sure. it's it goes down perfectly right and you're great and you go home happy. Right. It's everybody's like, like, glad we came to court today. Hope everybody like, has a great day. I know. It's like a job with um, a, an attorney who, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago, there was an attorney who was like 86 years old, and the first thing that he said to us before he started the um, deposition was, um, I just got a new set of teeth, <laughs> so I'm going <laughs> to talk real quiet because oh, gross. i'm getting used to my new teeth
1: gross <laughs>
0: <sighs> great and um Good to know. thank you for that disclaimer yes old crusty man yes my mentor and i were um surmising that maybe he had mouth cancer uh because mm. he said something about how he had been smoking earlier in his yep. life yeah that'll do it to the you. way he talked i kid not oh it was like so what's your name
1: Uh, so like it burned all the way down like the smoking really like messed him up then
0: yes you couldn't hear him uh-huh. i was sitting literally right next to him
1: and <laughs> i could, could not, not hear. hear
0: him yikes and also it was you know it's really sad yeah but also like why are you still working yeah At that's 85 a, that's the question years old.
1: why for what and it's
0: not like a good 85 <laughs>
1: All right. <laughs> You're not like killing it. Yeah. <laughs> You're yeah. like
0: struggling. Yes. Yeah. So, Dang. Yeah, there's that. Um, so, you know, just the, I guess, the unknowns of the job. That's why it's middle of the pyramid. Totally. Yeah.
1: Anyway. Okay. So do you have anything else for the middle or is that your middle experience? That is my middle. I love that. Um, I'm currently reading... A book series that's called A Court of Thorns and Roses. Mm. It's by Sarah J. Mass. It's like a really big, or maybe it's Moss. It's M A A S. I don't know. Anyway, it's, hard it's to know. yeah, who knows? It's <laughs> really, really popular. It's like everywhere in terms of social media, and it's she's like selling all, all of her copies are you know New York Times number one bestseller. Every time she releases a new one in the series, it's like immediately sold out, like all that kind of stuff. But The last book I read was 700 pages, not to flex on anybody, but I did (laughs) read 700 pages and that's the third one. And it's like Harry Potter where the books just get thicker and thicker. And that's not the thickest one. And I feel like I'm running a marathon and I'm at mile like eight or whatever a marathon, I don't know how long a marathon is, but I've been running for a little bit and I'm like, Ooh, this is really catching up to me, you know? Um, And I'm currently reading a different book and taking a break but they are like that pink one Mm -hmm. is the most recent one and it's it's pretty decent size
0: what is it about it's
1: so it's like a fantasy kind of but the fantasy element is not super intense it's almost like twilight okay in that there's like like people people and then like people adjacent creatures it's very good and i'm not really a fantasy girl like that like Mm -hmm. i can't get down with like elves and dwarves and all that mess but I really like this I thought it was I have really been enjoying it and I was recommended it by a friend whose literary opinions I trust you know and she was like you will enjoy this you need to read it but dang and the last one was good but it was just very dense and so I would have to reread it a lot Mm. and so it's in the middle because I want to keep reading because it's really good I want to find out how these people's lives kind of even out and resolve. But like, dang, these books are, and the next book is like a thousand pages. It's like wow. huge. So right now, I'm taking a break just to get something, some other story going in my life, um, and and then I'll come back to it. But it's a really good story. It's just a crap ton of pages
0: it's interesting because as an author i guess you're targeting like a specific group of people like if you're yeah. reading my books you are a reader
1: so uh, yeah. so the books are i'm trying to think through each book the first book was like there were moments that were a little spicy
0: mmm.
1: And then the second book, there were many moments that were very spicy. And then in the third one, it was, like, no spice at all. <laughs> and then the next one is supposed to... Or so there's the thir- the three, and then there's one that's, like, a novella that's, like, a tiny, like, story about Christmas, basically. Uh-huh. And then another gigantic one. And the gigantic one is supposed to be the spiciest of them all. So she knows her audience is, like, people our age. Mm-hmm. It's not they're, It's not Twilight in the sense that it's, like, for kids or, like, for young teens. It's, like for adults right so she but like also what adult has the time (laughs) you know what i mean if i was in high school maybe i would have the time but like dang i don't i don't have the time to read all this and i'm trying to like read at least two books a month but like these books are like two books in one and it is just it's a lot to the middle because it's good but it's not on the top because it's a lot got it yeah what do you have for the top of the pyramid
0: uh literally lists like especially in the form of my notes app <laughs> yeah because
1: i feel you i love a list i'm not, i totally see you i love that yeah
0: and if anyone is listening that knows me i think that they would tell you that i basically run my life off of lists like I like i basically <laughs> run my life off of the notes app yes. so if you if this you episode want to sponsored my by the life, notes app <laughs> if you want to sabotage my life get into those notes delete my notes dang
1: (laughs) how many can you tell how many notes you have on your phone right now
0: Mm. flip
1: your screen around and just scroll let me just see you scroll through all the lists Um,
0: I mean just 172 I'm gonna hang on I want to check mine I'm also
1: a list girl but only but my lists are only in like a moment of like okay I need to make a list about this it's not always my go-to yeah no and yeah, i have I, 60 no Actually, i like cone
0: through my list i don't keep old ones so these are things that either have served mm-hmm. me in my active life or there's something that i don't want to delete sure so 172
1: the thing i have for the top of the pyramid is people in the my life who are honest with me
0: Hmm, and are willing
1: to tell me the thing I need to hear and not in a mean way or in a rude way. Yeah. But I am, I'm in a, um, I'm pivoting. I'm in a transitional phase of my life in terms oh. of career. Yep. And I need people to tell me not what I should do, but like when I want someone's opinion, there are people who are like, oh, I think you should do what makes you happy. And it's like, that's not what I want to hear.
0: It's not helpful. That's not helpful.
1: Yeah. Like, thank you for that. And I appreciate those thoughts and prayers, but it's not helpful. <laughs> you know what I mean? I need someone who knows me and who understands my situation to, give me you know to give me a little bit of pushback as so much as it is helpful Mm -hmm. to be on my team when i want somebody to be on my team all these things because i think people are just very afraid of hurting people's feelings in general
0: oh absolutely
1: and i don't want you know and i'm not looking to get my feelings hurt or anything but at the same time i need someone who's going to be as objective as possible in my best interest you know what i mean yes being objective for the purpose of helping me not because they're disinterested or they don't care but because they're removing their feelings and their touchy feelingness about me and my situation they're taking that out and saying okay here are the objective pros and the objective cons let's comb through all of these together and let's talk about it and I have parents that are like that and I have some friends that are like that and it's just it's just nice especially right now just being like I need you to I need you to be honest with me I need you to help me through this thing Don't just tell me what you think I want to hear. Be honest with me so that this conversation can be fruitful and can be helpful.
0: You know? And it takes a certain kind of familiarity for someone to be able to do that and feel totally. comfortable enough to mm-hmm. like tell you the truth
1: yeah totally and not think well if i tell her something honest she's gonna get her feelings hurt mm-hmm. not it's that's not what this is yeah it definitely takes and i think it also takes a, a level of trust too oh absolutely. like the front saying like i don't want you to take this the wrong way or i'm gonna tell you what you told me last time we talked about this. I want to see if it holds up there. They trust that I am not going to be like, well, you're just saying that because you know, whatever, that they're trusting me that I'm not going to be that way. And I'm not going to take it as like a personal affront to, to me as a, as a individual. So.
0: I love doing that with, you know, okay. I'm a six. So (laughs) I love helping out. I love when, first of all, people just ask me my thoughts and opinions. Yeah. But then the bad side of that is it's kind of hard to have an opinion because I'm six. And right. so I yeah. have a a gift, if mm-hmm. you will, of being able to see the positives and the negatives. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's hard for me to have an opinion, honestly. Because
1: yeah, you're just thinking about all possible scenarios. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't know which one of these is the best, but I know that all of them could happen.
0: Yeah, which may be exactly what someone's looking for exactly so I, yeah i need someone
1: go. to help me see around corners i need someone to tell me what's the worst thing that could happen oh I'm and good then the six to be like i'll tell you you know <laughs> <laughs> the
0: like it always ends in death yeah
1: that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like if you need someone to be pessimistic in your life call a six they will happily help you out because they're a, you're there in your brain all the time anyway yeah so it's like i might as well use this to someone else's advantage yeah to help somebody else i make a great wedding coordinator oh i believe that <laughs> i have a million percent believe that um do you have anything else for the pyramid that you want to
0: add i think that's it is
1: that all your notes same yeah love that okay i'm also in my notes app at this moment so that's not me roasting you <laughs> it's just me genuinely <laughs> asking <laughs> um okay so this episode is called there's only one star it's episode 12 of season one this is the last episode of season one
0: yes this was which is crazy
1: yes yes the last week we were at nationals and the moms and the viewer probably when it was originally airing thought it would be the last episode and then abby's like psych we're going to hollywood and so this (laughs) week we're in hollywood and it's the end this is the end of the season actually the end of the season was nationals this is not a competition this is not an actual dance thing it's an acting thing so anyway without you know I should just go ahead and give the details instead of just dancing around it. But we're now at we're at a studio. We open on like a studio. There's no there's no pyramid. Everyone's in a straight line. And there's no, um, usually there's like printer paper on top of the headshots and Abby like snatches it away to reveal who's on the pyramid. Mm, I
0: see. Um,
1: but this is not for what we saw. And Abby says that the reason why this is the case is because this week is not about talent, it's about looks. Great. So we're really setting these kids up to feel great about themselves later on down the road. Love that for them. Um, and Abby goes into this whole long thing about Uh, you know, they're in LA and it's all about image and it's all about, um, you know, making yourself look the best and being the, being the best, whatever that even means. And all these different things. And I have that, I agree. I know what she's trying to say. I get it because she's right, especially as an actor, Mm -hmm. it is about image. It is about who you, who the directors can imagine you being Mm -hmm. and to, to be like a vessel for that kind of, Uh, imagination from a director it does take a certain look so i understand what she's saying i don't understand or i don't appreciate the way she's communicating it and the fact that she's telling this to children yeah i hated it
0: right it's like all about the appearances now how old are these kids so the
1: oldest one in the room is 13 okay the baby in the room is like six or seven Mm -hmm. and then everybody else is like eight nine ten well
0: i think she abby lee miller Mm mm-hmm tells them pretty much right off the bat that they are going up against people who have experience yes she's like the
1: people here yes are the best of the best which is not totally and that's not wrong that's not the wrong thing to say Mm -hmm. it's just not, not the right way to say it
0: yeah so i feel like automatically she's just putting this pressure and mentally it's like the pressure i feel like just puts just so much i don't know well it puts a lot of pressure around the performance for Mm -hmm. them to perform well but then she does this whole big like spiel and then she's like have fun yes that's (laughs) always the thing is that at the very end don't forget to have fun
1: yeah it's super weird and at this point in the episode logistically we also don't even know what she's talking about she's just talking about how important it is to be pretty in la um and so now after she's done this whole spiel now she tells the children that. They are going to be in a music video or they're going to have the chance to audition for a music video for an up and coming pop star. The children freak out. They do what all 13 to seven year old, you know, girls would probably do. They just like preteen freak the freak out and scream and jump up and down. It's just this whole big thing that they're just excited about.
0: I would also think they're just excited about going. I mean, they're literally going across the country
1: and they have this
0: big la they're in la it's like this
1: whole thing yeah totally and melissa says says that she thinks that maddie will do great and she's like god i'm not really nervous because maddie's great and she's gonna be fine which do you know about maddie ziegler as like a person i do not okay do you know who sia is yeah okay so did you ever watch the chandelier music video Mm -mm. okay did you ever watch did you ever watch a Sia music video ever have you ever seen one of her music videos can't say i have no so specifically the chandelier video was the first one of note and it has a girl in it who is wearing a wig like the wig that sia used to wear Mm -hmm. and she's dancing and it's maddie from this show and sia found her by watching the show and was like she is emotional she is The right look, she, you know, is the right style of dancer. And Maddie has been friend, and Maddie's like in her almost in her twenties, if not already in her twenties. And Maddie and Sia have been friends for a long time because Maddie started doing those videos when she was probably like ten or eleven, and she and and Sia would take her on tour,
0: would put her in
1: concerts. Yeah, Sia also recently just did a movie i don't know if you heard about this but wait hold
0: on how what? old are the people in this this came out in 2011 mm-hmm. and how old are they maddie
1: at this point is eight or nine so she gets discovered pretty soon after this let me look uh, okay. at them Ooh, let me ask let me do this alexa when did the chandelier music video by sia come out What did she say? Not supported on this device. That MFR. <laughs> okay. Hang on. Let me Google it. This came out in 2014. This video did. Okay. And this this was shot. This episode was shot in 2011. Okay. We get it. Apple's coming out with a new iPad. Can we Wait, hurry it on? So are
0: they like the same age as me?
1: Yes. Right now. Yeah. They're oh, like our age. Crap. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> okay she i'm gonna fast forward so you can see this she's this did you ever see this maybe i did just in passing it was a really big deal because she's a child and she is doing a lot of she's doing a lot of weird things and she's in like a nude right leotard yes and it was a it was a huge deal when it came out because of that image so anyway all of this to say that Melissa says that she thinks Maddie is going to do great in this audition because she's a star and she's an actor and blah, 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 which again, she's not wrong. Now hear me out. I have a controversial yet brave opinion. (laughs) Melissa is the OJ Simpson of this show. Okay. Okay. Because just like the real OJ Simpson, Simpson, she thinks very highly of herself and of Maddie. And we all think she's crazy, Mm. but in the end who got away with murder? oj simpson Mm -hmm. he was right he was right about not about how great he was but about how untouchable he was Mm -hmm. and so melissa talks this big game about how great her kid is and we all think that she's selfish and annoying and rude but in the end maddie got a deal with sia and is like toured all over the country and is like one of her best friends inappropriately kind of weirdly one of her best friends (laughs) so i don't know it's just like i don't know it's just kind of frustrating to see that attitude be justified with her future success her impending success yes
0: so it's frustrating because you have this mom who is acting this way and Mm -hmm. it's like my daughter's the best Mm -hmm. and then it turns out to be true Mm -hmm. but then you're also like i mean good for maddie maddie
1: yeah yeah
0: like great yeah. yeah,
1: no, it's I know what you mean.
0: So many conflicting feelings.
1: Yeah, it's also just like a person's career. Yeah. And somehow there is so much weight assigned to what Maddie does in her free time. But it's like at the end of the day, she's a child. Oh my
0: gosh, they should do like a where are they now? For
1: they dance. probably have. Oh, okay. I need to figure it out. Because Anne, I want to play a game at some point with different hosts or different guests to see who can guess who wore a mask during the pandemic and who didn't <laughs> like which one of these moms is an anti-masker. <laughs> cool. I'm really looking forward to that. <laughs> um, but Abby tells the kids that tomorrow is going to be audition prep. Mm-hmm. What you should do when you go into an audition, how it's going to be. And she tells them to be prepared for the worst again. Perfect. Great thing to tell children really just igniting that flight fight or flight instinct constantly. Be but-
0: prepared for the worst is my motto. Yeah. <laughs> it is it is (laughs) um
1: and then abby's like we do a lot of different kinds of dance at my studio we do jazz we do hip-hop and then she said it (laughs) she said it yes she said ethnic dance and i hate it she says it all the time and it is so so frustrating because what she and you may not know this but what she means is there was one time that Nia did a very racist uh. um caricature of like a quote unquote drag queen but like not really okay. and she made Nia wear an afro and go out in a leopard print oh, bell bottom gosh. like share style outfit and it was awful and she makes Nia do any other sort of dance that you wouldn't typically assign to a white person like, she did a Bollywood-style number, which is just so annoying. And and Abby has said, in, or she said in the show multiple times, that Nia's going to have special opportunities because the casting directors will just want someone of color. But she doesn't say of color. Of course, she says something stupid. But she's like, Nia's going to have all these special opportunities that the other kids won't have because the other girls in the studio were white.
0: No. Oh. She's going
1: to have special opportunities. Right. Because she's ethnic.
0: So, I mean, she's not even, Abby's not even encompassing, like, a wide variety of dances. No. She's talking about basically two instances. She's talking
1: about tokenizing Mia. That's what it is. And you know who's coming up, choreographing and teaching the dance, this ethnic dance? Uh Abby, who is white. So what purpose is that really serving? Yeah. So stupid.
0: And actually, this is an an important conversation, Mm because it comes up later in the episode and i it does really come up later in the episode got completely like i mean like, like how are we not talking about this and then, yeah. like no one talked about it yes so, yeah anyways, it later. does
1: come back for sure um all of the moms are like suspicious in terms of you know if my child is the star of the video is it gonna be something that we can commit to? If my child gets quote unquote discovered, mm. can we, you know? And Holly flexes on all of the moms and says, "Well, I run a school and I have two kids and a husband. So if Nia gets discovered, I can't just drop everything and move out here." And mm-hmm. Melissa goes, "Well, one of the great things about my life is that I can." Great. And she's just like, "I'm a stay at home mom, so I'm willing to do whatever it takes to make my daughter successful." Good for you. Great, love that for you, Melissa. Just so annoying. Um. And Christy in her talking head says that Melissa is like playing a game, which right now I don't understand what the game is. She makes that comment and it seems a little off color. It's like, mm. what are you talking about? Uh, but it does come back later. And Melissa says, Maddie is the best in the whole studio. And I know she's going to get it. She's just straight up says she's going to get this part because she's the best.
0: I don't know if this is just my nature, <laughs> but like if I was a mom in a group of moms who have kids who are, competing against each other. Yes. I would not say things like that. I just wouldn't. And I, I know that you, I think most people wouldn't. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think you're in the majority with that one girl.
0: I mean, why you have to travel with these people? Like yeah. it doesn't really affect like how your daughter is going to perform. So, no. like, why are you saying all of these things and really just putting a target on your back?
1: Yeah, exactly. And then she gets upset when moms get mad at her for the offhanded comments she makes it's like yeah. well keep your offhanded comment to yourself
0: like i don't know like she's trying to pick fights or yeah i don't know to stir up the pot i don't know but then she immediately
1: backs off like if you're gonna pick a fight pick a fight yeah but there should be some sort of follow-through with that but there's not she's just like my daughter's the best but don't get mad at me for saying that yeah i don't want to talk about it i'm done she, okay great nothing to
0: support <laughs> yeah
1: exactly so then the moms come in from outside because they're having this whole conversation about commitment outside. Mm-hmm. They come in and we see Abby teaching. She's like doing like a basically like a mock audition where she's like, I'm going to teach you this routine really quickly. And I want to see if you can pick it up and then we're going to scrap it and do it, do it again, you know, um, or do a different one. Uh, and Mackenzie in her, she has like an interview where she, or like talking head, where she says, Miss Abby is funny when she tries to do hip hop. And we get some golden footage of Abby trying to pop, lock, and drop it like it's hot. And it's hilarious. This is pretty funny. So
0: I have questions. Yes. Does Abby always teach the combination, like the routines? So
1: Abby is a choreographer. Okay. Um, She is not a demonstrator Uh. so she puts together what the dance should look like and then she has we saw Gianna in the background of this Mm -hmm. um but she has Gianna and she has somebody else whose name I can't remember at this moment in time who show the kids what it should look like but she relies pretty heavily on ballet vocabulary and dance vocabulary in general and like counts and like a very classical way of doing things um she relies pretty heavily on that to teach to teach the kids the dances okay yeah
0: i feel like i'm not getting a very accurate episode in terms of like how it normally goes yeah so- in
1: terms of structure that's true okay. but in terms of personality it's the yes. same yes it's the same thing <laughs> gotcha. um so we're not talking about or no i'm sorry we're too, we're talking too much about competition. Mm-hmm. There's a lot about you and the and especially, you know, it's important to remember that these are young girls mm-hmm. who are being taught about competition with other girls. Yeah. And it is just it's just upsetting to hear. And I get what she's saying. I understand you do need to teach people who want to be in this industry that rejection is literally your job. Your job is to go out to as many things as possible and get rejected from everything except one. You know, like that's the gig. Right. But these kids, all of them except for one are under the age of 13.
0: Well, I think what's upsetting is not like the competitiveness of it. And I think this also goes generally for anything that's like competitive in nature. It's the approach that they're taking. Yeah. So like when I was in band, I feel like we we at least tried to have a healthy approach to competition. And that was emphasis on like – did you have the best run that you yeah, had? Uh-huh. Well, then, like, it's a successful run. That's all you can do, like, yeah. you know, the results will speak for themselves. Mm-hmm. You don't really know, like, who the competition is or right. how you measure up against them. Or
1: how somebody's going to judge. Like, exactly. even, every judge is different. Or yeah. who's going to be judging. Yeah, exactly. there would be
0: multiple judges for the same competition. Mm-hmm. But um, I think the approach should be, like, if you personally have reached your goals – then that is a good competition. Yeah,
1: exactly. And I think that's what Christy, Chloe's mom, Mm -hmm. that's what Christy says a lot to Chloe, which is great, that you are doing the best you can do. Yeah, she was really good. I love Christy. I said this before, and I'll say it again. I think Lifetime wanted Christy to be the villain, Mm. but Christy came out looking, smelling like a bed of roses. uh, Because she's, besides Dr. Holly, who's the gold standard of moms, Christy is the best mom in the room. So Mm -hmm. they wanted her to be evil, and she's just like the only person who's looking around being like do y'all see this like am i the only person who's having this thought you know she's the only normal one there Yeah, besides holly who's also great picked
0: that up in this episode (laughs) yeah
1: um maddie says she's not nervous because she's the best at hip or no sorry she says she is nervous because she's not the best at Mm hip-hop and we see a little bit of footage and she's not that good (laughs) it's just a lot of stiffness that works really well in like a lyrical routine yeah and hip-hop is not about being stiff at all it's a about the opposites. i mean honestly
0: a lot of dance Mm -hmm. so okay so going into my experience with winter guard i had not done any dance like i'd done whatever choreography we learned in band but like since then in terms of dance i had not done anything since like those kitty dance classes in i don't even like Mm pre-k so i found basically like fake it till you make it like that was my motto oh yeah like through and through and it was just like extending and being confident Mm -hmm. that actually I feel like I was actually doing it sure yeah 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 (laughs) and it was really um it was completely out of my comfort zone because Mm -hmm. I'm just not like the I don't know I'm just not like very outgoing i would say well
1: no i know what you mean (laughs) like especially if it's like a physical
0: yes thing and like getting up and doing something yeah and like really getting into the (laughs) nitty-gritty of like body movement and stuff like that it's like pass yeah yeah pass so anyways it's just it's like the confidence
1: totally um so now we're going to this audition. Um, and the audition is being hosted by MSA, which is an agency that's a really big deal. Um, and it's a cattle call, it's a crap ton of people in a very small space. Mm-hmm. That even like pre COVID, yeah, exactly. Well, but <laughs> even pre COVID, that's a lot of people in one room. I
0: know. I just always see, like whenever I see yeah. anything on TV like, that's like pre COVID, I'm like, my oh God. my gosh,
1: there's so many people. <laughs> they give all the germs. Yeah, it's true. Um, and then there's this guy who we never see again who stands up and it's like, do great. I believe in you.
0: Wasn't he the judge? See you
1: in the room. Wasn't he? Was he?
0: I thought he was one of the judges when they.
1: Oh, I must've just missed that completely. But I mean, he had to be somebody if I wasn't just like a rando, but he gives like a little pep talk. And I was like, I I see you. He's trying to make the best of an, because that many auditions in one day is a nightmare. It just is. You're seeing the same thing. 75 times and it's just the worst and i was like i see you brother i feel you in that place um so they're they break up and the way this is working logistically is that they're all learning it all in like a big room with like three choreographers Mm -hmm. and then those choreographers are dismissing people in that big room then if you make it through that first round of cuts then they chop you up into smaller groups and then those small groups go in front of the directors okay that's how it works so that way the people who are there who are the worst (laughs) get cut (laughs) yeah soon and the directors don't have to be bothered with seeing people who don't know their right foot from their left right you know um so mckenzie is they're learning this combination it's really fast and it's a pretty long combination um relatively speaking and McKinsey starts to get a little overwhelmed oh and she yes. starts to cry and the choreographer comes over and he goes why are you crying and she's just like doing that little kid thing where she's just like rubbing her eyes with her hands
0: yeah and he's Ugh. like
1: it's okay you can do it i believe in you and then like walks away <laughs> mm-hmm. um and abby comes up to her and I think she says this to some to multiple kids all throughout the episode. This is your one shot. Mm-hmm. The, and then she says, you don't get second chances. And I said in my notes, Abby, I need you to stop projecting on these kids. We get it. You did not make it to Hollywood and Broadway like you wanted to. Yeah. Stop projecting the like, fact that there are no second chances in life onto these kids.
0: That's helpful.
1: Like <laughs> they have no idea what all they're hearing from you is that if they don't, nail this that they are failures that's yeah. they don't understand nuance they're too young they don't understand that your success in the biz in showbiz is not is not at all correlated with your worth as a person they don't get any of that they just know that a teacher is mad at me the thing and that bothers me about
0: abby is that like she has one speed like she doesn't read the room she no. doesn't understand no. Like, okay i need to back off a little bit because this is no. a high pressure situation no she's like no let me yeah. just let me just heap on a little yeah more.
1: yeah if i will make them better exactly if i'm being the, if i'm being awful and traumatic to these kids but it's in an audition i'm just doing it because i want them to be successful you know i can just write it off like that yeah it, yeah she you're right she has no idea how to read the room um or if she does she's not doing a very good job <laughs> um so then they, this, the squad obviously gets called in to improv for the directors. And Abby had prepped them to improv, which good for her. Mm-hmm. Because there are things you can do to prepare for a moment in time where they say, do whatever you want. Yep. There are ways to prepare for that. So good for her. Um, and then the co-owner of this agency wants to see the ALDC dancers by themselves. And she says, well, ladies, rejection's just part of the bit. Rejections, just part. Oh, my goodness. Uh-huh. Of the business. This is just part of the job. And then there's our commercial. <laughs>
0: yes. And then that's it. Well, it's not way, the commercial. I just episode, had to interject that I felt like the co-owner. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know. She reminded me of Kate Walsh, the actor, you know?
1: Yeah. She did look like Kate Walsh. Yeah. That is.
0: That's uncanny. Yeah. That's interesting.
1: <laughs> I don't um, know. And I also related. thought
0: it was funny because one of the other people on the judge panel, their last name was Margaritas. <laughs>
1: dang I bet, she, I bet if that is her real last name much. but she hears that all the time i'd love that <laughs> um so when we come back from commercial um this this woman whose name i did not write down she is talking to the children about she's the co-owner talking about the rejection and you know whatever chloe i don't know if you notice this but she's smiling the entire time she's mm-hmm. looking at the directors and just show pony grinning grinning the whole time and it's great she i think out of all the kids does the best at like understanding that she's being filmed all the yes. time. Yes. She's when in yes, her interviews. She understands the yes. audition. Very put together. She understands that people are watching you Yeah, and you need to get it together, keep it together as much as possible. Yeah. I think she's one of the most mature students out of all of them. You need to not be air quotes. Difficult. Difficult <laughs> to work with. <laughs>
0: that goodness. comes up
1: later. That does come up. I cannot believe she said that um so the girls are are just sitting there listening to this whole thing um and i don't know if this is what they went to audition for i guess it's not because they mentioned to that there's something else happening at this agency and that there's this up-and-coming hip-hop or this up-and-coming artist who is looking for a girl group and now we find out that the whole group is going to get to be in a music video. Yeah,
0: that's where – I guess that's why I was confused at I, that point. I was like, that was not explained
1: Yeah, Yeah, okay. it's very confusing. And I have a little bit of insight as to why it's confusing later. Okay. Um, the girls are screaming, jumping up and down, freaking out. They run out to the moms and they're just screaming and the moms have they're like what are you saying stop just stop jumping up and down stop screaming tell me what is going on and eventually brooke the oldest one stops and she's like we are gonna get to be in a music video all of us with a new pop star and then she goes out there screaming mm-hmm. so they're freaking out for a minute and then the moms are like oh yay cool that's so fun and then that's i think it. they're confused too i think they're i think everyone is confused including us um <laughs> so now we're back in the studio where we started and we have two days until the music video filming to learn our stuff and to go through the production paces there is a producer who comes in he, he says i don't know this is probably not definitely not his real name <laughs> he says his name is seven williams his first name is seven seven like the number I did write down that he looks like Pitbull, <laughs> so okay. in all of my notes I refer to him as Pitbull because I was right. not going to write seven. Right, right, right. I was not going to say that. So Pitbull. Okay. If listeners, as I refer to him as Pitbull, it's not really Pitbull. It's this guy. Um, he comes in and he talks about this artist named Lux, and that Lux is this new person, L-U-X. and she wants LUX. She wants a group, um, and then there's a choreographer that gets introduced that looks like David Archuleta, yeah. and he it's gets
0: like very he, like made
1: like walmart like walmart david archuleta yeah and it's (laughs) yeah it looks so prepubescent it's stupid like did your mom know you're here did she sign off on a permission (laughs) slip for you to be here yeah so he tells them the lowdown about like the choreography and like Mm -hmm. you're gonna go to get a screen an off-screen test and a wardrobe you're gonna do all these different things um pitbull tells the kids that one of them is gonna get to be a lead But I said, I thought it was the whole group. So again, more additional information that is not explained very well Mm -hmm. at the hands of Pitbull. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Maddie says that she wants to get the lead because she likes being the lead of stuff, (laughs) which is just like the best way for a little kid to say that. (laughs) Just like, I have fun when I'm in charge. Right. Like, all right, girl, pop off, honestly, work. So then they're learning the choreography for the music video this time. Not a fake audition, not the real audition but now the actual video. Mackenzie is crying and so am I. She just yep. she just cannot keep it together. She's probably very tired. She's yep. the youngest of the whole group. She's Maddie's little sister and she's mm-hmm. very young compared to everybody else. And she goes into the bathroom and Melissa who hates it when her kids cry. If you couldn't tell she hates it when her kids freak out.
0: Yeah. Melissa she handles it very well.
1: Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Melissa follows her into the bathroom. And the bathroom door closes, and the camera, whoever's on the camera, opens the door a little bit to stick the camera in. Yeah. And Mackenzie says, like, don't make me go back out there. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. And she points at the, did you see this? She points at the camera and says, I can't do this, and points.
0: I did not. And then the camera
1: cuts to something else. Hmm. So I thought that was very interesting interesting that she... Was able to articulate, the fact that I'm being filmed is adding pressure to right. me. I can't do this. Oh, for sure. This. This whole being filmed thing. I can't do it. Yeah. And she's like, please don't make me go back. And Melissa's like, get out there. Suck it up. Yeah. It's, it, it's just, you know, all the loving, nurturing atmosphere you could possibly want for a child, I guess. Uh-huh.
0: And then... <laughs> Abby hmm. comes in and adds yes and says you cannot cry
1: like this or you're going to be difficult to work with yeah and, you're going <laughs> yes. to and then with air quotes around difficult to. work. And she's like some <laughs> idiot's going to claim you're difficult to work with like that's not a real thing that people say about yes. people and it's not that you crying makes you difficult abby again projecting the reason why no one likes to work with you is because you are a tyrant Mm -hmm. that's what it is not because you cry sometimes it's because you are a tyrant you're a tyrannical dinosaur of a human being like she's just everywhere all the time it's just it's just a lot it's just a lot (laughs) so we go to the salon to get a screen test they go to like get their hair done get Mm -hmm. their nails done Mm -hmm. And I have, this is the most 2011 thing I've ever seen in my life. Everyone is wearing some kind of pattern, Mm -hmm. like some sort of feather or some sort of leopard cheetah print thingy. The
0: hair is all teased. Do you remember
1: when we used to get, I don't know if you ever participated in this, but I sure as heck did. And I'm not embarrassed about it. Probably not were you a, did you paint your <laughs> nails as a kid no okay so i painted my nails as a kid i wasn't allowed to paint them black because that was like right. goth or whatever and my yeah. parents are, are conservative and so they didn't like that yeah um but there was a time when the trend was a, was sally hansen and opi put uh-huh. out this cracked nail polish mm-hmm. do you remember this and it would spread on evenly but then it would crack. And so it would expose so, yeah. it would expose whatever color was underneath, almost like a volcano, if okay. you think about it. And so I could get the blue or the black like top coat so that it would crack open. It wasn't all the way black because you could see the blue or whatever yeah, underneath. So you could break out the black. Exactly. I could just put on <laughs> as an accent. Um, but yeah, but it's that it's that style. If you know what I'm talking about, it's that style mm-hmm. that like Kesha grunge what we thought was grunge in the 2010s but it like isn't very much so it's a lot of that and Maddie gets her hair done in this huge she looks like mega (laughs) mind like that big poof and her mom is like cool and all the moms (laughs) when they see all their kids done up with all this like makeup and this ridiculous hair and these nails they're all just like
0: yeah, I can oh. honestly say I don't
1: think not one of them liked it. No, they all were just like, this is so fun. This yeah. is so different. <laughs> yeah. Um, all of them are having some sort of feather or texture. Yeah, I have the moms are not having it, but at least they're pretending to have fun. Then somebody, the I guess the salon owner or someone who is doing up the the things whips out a digital camera oh
0: yes (laughs) and there were comments about the digital camera
1: (laughs) the digital camera that everybody had (laughs) (laughs) like literally the one that the gray one that we all had one yeah you know the gray digital camera we all had that we all collectively had um so then we leave that it's this fun salon moment absent of abby lee miller thank the lord and then we hear this like foreboding music and melissa has a secret meeting with Pitbull.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And Pitbull shows up to this secret meeting wearing a fedora mm-hmm. that is way too small for him and yeah, it makes his head too. look like an egg, an enormous <laughs> boiled egg. And he's like, how can I help you accomplish whatever you're looking to accomplish with your daughter? You know,
0: I think he knew exactly what she was doing. I, I like, mean, from moment one. Come on
1: on Pipple's not dumb. Mr. 305, he is not. Mr. Worldwide, <laughs> he is not dumb.
0: He's an LA man. He nice. is an LA
1: man. Yes. And so Melissa is like, "Well,
0: I don't know. Like I
1: just want to make sure she's successful." And Pipple says that Maddie has talent. Mm-hmm. She doesn't have that it factor. And he also, good for him, he kind of shuts her down and says, you know, the music video stuff is just going to depend on what the directors want. And he's not a director, he's a producer. Yeah. So he's like, I don't know about the music video. I don't know who's going to be the lead. So he, like, exactly what you were just saying, he sees right through her and is like, I'm happy to have conversations with you about her career outside of this music video. But if you're digging for dirt on on the luck situation, I have nothing to give you. I don't know.
0: hmm and I mean, I hate that Melissa is meeting with him and trying to get like the upper hand. If yeah. anything, like if I was the producer, yeah, I would like dock the daughter.
1: Oh yeah, I would points. be like, oh, I'm not casting her. I'm not. I want <laughs> to deal with her mom. Yeah, yeah, exactly. because with kid actors, the parents are also with them. Mm-hmm. So like, if that's the way her mom is, and she's trying to be this kind of secret shady, why would I want to work with her? She's being quote. Difficult to work with. Difficult. You want to talk about <laughs> difficult to work with. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that he Pipple shuts her down. It's like, this is not happening. And then that's it. They only get coffee. They're not like sitting. They're not like, you know, doing a whole thing. But then we see that that Maddie is also doing a private lesson with Gianna to buff up on the choreography, but it's literally like 30 seconds. It's very out of place.
0: It was the only private lesson we saw, though.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. Um, Christy takes Chloe to see an acting coach. I hope that this acting coach, every time he goes to drink something, whatever he's going to drink is tepid. I hate <laughs> this man, and I want him to suffer. He is all of the bad, toxic acting things ever. Everything he said to her, we now in 2022 understand mm. is wrong. Yeah, he's he asks her. To be emotional, to act—that in order to be an actor, you have to access real emotion. Mm -hmm. That is not true. Well, let me back up. You have to access real emotion. You do not have to access experience, lived experience. You can play a sad actor if you've never been traumatized. You can do that. Yeah, because you—that's acting. That's the point. Um. He's using a specific method of acting. That is the Meisner approach that we now know is not good. You should not. It's method acting. It's what you should not do. Um, And he is asking her about acting sad. He asks her to close her eyes and tell him what is the saddest day of your life. She's like 11. Yeah. And she's like, well, the day that my great granddad died, it made me really sad. I went to his funeral and it was really, up. and my mom was crying mm-hmm. and I didn't know what to do. Like he's asking her to relive this. He is not a licensed counselor. He's not yeah. a. He's an acting coach. He's some LA schmuck. Who's just like, <laughs> remember that? What's the worst day of your whole life? 11 year old child. Yeah so stupid and it's like you this is not how you have to be an actor you can be an actor this way and y'all can hit up heath ledger's line and ask him how that went for him it is not sustainable it's not good
0: well the thing that bothered me about that was that afterwards um like it it cuts to i guess a roll stuff and she's mm-hmm. like um sometime or what did she say um she said that sometimes I just have like trouble, like, yeah, sometimes locked in my emotions, yeah. or that I just have trouble accessing my emotions. No, you're a Until, kid. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> like you're like, a child. I'm doing this in therapy now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he says that she is
1: such a sensitive little girl. Mm hmm. And I hated that I sentence. Like I that. hated that. And it's like, well, don't be afraid to be successful. And she's, he says, what's stopping you from being the best dancer at your studio? And she says, well, really nothing. And he's like, you're getting in your own way because you're so sensitive. And your success doesn't hurt anyone else. Be as successful as possible.
0: Actually, I thought that that line was good because I know that. Yes. I can understand why some people would feel that their success yes. like, hinders other people. Totally. but um. And then what was the other thing he said? Sensitive little girl. Yeah. Well, after that.
1: Oh, what's stopping you from being number one? Um, And she says she's stopping herself. Oh.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I don't know about that. Yeah. I I mean, I understand, like, the mentality. Yes. It's just not the person to
1: tell her these things. Yeah. This should be a conversation with her mom. Mm -hmm. Or, like, a conversation with a licensed, like, counselor. Yes. Not some acting coach who's getting paid by the hour. Plus, on
0: top of that, they're being filmed in reality Yes, it's also being exploited
1: for Lifetime's monetary gain as well. Yeah, as this all is, yeah. So, we piece out of this horrible, awful, toxic acting lesson. And the moms are now out to get lunch or dinner or something. Um, I saw a lot
0: of drinks. I didn't see food, but...
1: (laughs) It was a lot. There is always something, which I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but usually when the moms are all together, they're usually drinking. And honestly, if I was with Abby, I would drink too. You know, like That's I don't true. I don't blame them. Um, Melissa openly tells the moms that she and Pitbull went on a date, basically. And to your point, why are you telling them this? Right. What do you And then when she tells them, she's like, Well, don't get mad at me. I was just doing what's
0: best for my child. The producers probably told her to say that.
1: I don't know. <laughs> Melissa Melissa says a lot for it to always be the producer. I think sometimes it is just her as a person. But um, Christy says, like, that's not playing by the rules. She's like, none of us did that. And it's true. Like, we're on a team. It's a very team-oriented thing. And Melissa's like, well, don't get mad at me. Like, I just did what's best. And Christy's like, well, we're mad because... All of us could have done that. And we decided subconsciously not to because we knew it would be the wrong thing. And Melissa says, I don't have to play by the rules. This is Hollywood. Girl, that is embarrassing. And also, Melissa's just now gaslighting people. And then she's like, well, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. Nope, I'm done. I'm done. I'm not talking about this.
0: Well, yeah. Again, she like shuts down, not supporting. She's stonewalling. That's what that is. Yeah. Yeah. And
1: <laughs> Melissa gets mad at Holly and she sasses Holly. And, <laughs> and Holly goes, oh, don't talk to me like that. That's number one. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'll, I'll go off, Dr. Holly. She's like, oh, no, no, you will not going to speak to me. You will not speak to me that way. That is not what's happening today and here on this day. <laughs> um, and then she shuts down and then that's it with that. So now the moms know that she and Pitbull, Pitbull
0: went on a date um now what's interesting is yes. that no one thinks that well if i was in pitbull's position like i would dock her daughters yeah they all think this they is a good think, thing yeah they yeah, all that's think that, right. that it didn't actually think about is that. going to give the upper hand.
1: yeah that's a good point christy's like well we know who's going to get it now because and she says But it's not going to be my daughter because I'm not cocktail buddies with seven. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, you're right. They all think that this was like a power move and that she should have done this one. In reality, that is probably not the case. You know, they go to Hair and Wardrobe, the girls do, to to shoot this video. um, And it is so 2011. It's painful. Mm -hmm. It is so 2011. (laughs) Uh, They get into the dance studio to practice before they shoot the the video and then they we find out that they're meeting and i think someone mentioned this kind of at the beginning but they're also going to dance with partners so they have mm-hmm. boys that are coming in to dance too the girls have spent what looks to be hours on their appearance these boys look like they just rolled out of bed they right. you know <laughs> the energy is like they're wearing those like like the little vest thing yes the little (laughs) zip up it like what would be a zip up jacket but with no sleeves yeah (laughs) and like vests it's just and like t-shirts and like sweat shorts
0: they're not even good colors
1: no they they look like they don't it doesn't look intentional and the girls are dressed up yeah done up yeah um Mackenzie has another moment in this she just gets stressed and she says i'm not ready she keeps saying i am not ready i don't want to do this and every adult in the room is telling her to ignore her feelings exactly and it's awful i hate it i hate it um and abby is telling her to not be emotional she's like stop that emotion you're feeling stop it stop doing that stop being emotional they're
0: not even like (gasps) trying to i mean i guess this makes sense but they're they're not like trying to take an emotional approach to where it's like no they're just shutting her down they're just countering get it together everything she says Mm -hmm.
1: um just because she wants to do something doesn't mean she should or yeah sorry let me back up just because she can do something doesn't mean she wants to that's what i meant to say no one's thinking about what this kid wants they're all just telling her what to do. But when she says, I'm not ready, I don't want to. They're like, yes, you can. Mm-hmm. You can do Sure, she can. She's talented. She's smart. Sure, she can. She doesn't want to. And no one is listening to the fact that she does not want to do this.
0: Mm.
1: And It's very frustrating. And they just make her do it. And Maddie, being, being a, a firstborn child, she kind of goes into that oldest child mode Mm -hmm. and she decides to swap partners because part of the reason why mckenzie is struggling is because her partner is struggling too her partner's the same height yeah and so it's (laughs) just like the physics are off yes but maddie says i can dance with anybody i don't care Mm -hmm. so she's like i'll just swap partners with with mckenzie mckenzie can have someone who's taller who knows what's going on i'll take the short one who's dense and has no idea what day it is Mm -hmm. she's like i don't really care then we get the line where mckenzie in her interview just goes I cry sometimes. It's no big deal. I say, yes. Period. Also me. We
0: both looked at each other and we're like, yep. Yep.
1: <laughs> Feel that. I just cry sometimes. It's no big deal. I love that. She also has a line about, I just want to stay home and eat chips. Really? She says, she says it in like the first or second episode. She's like, I mean, oh my god. I like doing dance, but sometimes I just want to stay home and eat chips. <laughs> <laughs> like out of the mouths of babes, you know what I mean? Like she's really in touch with her uh, inner person. It's great.
0: Oh, love it.
1: So we're almost ready to shoot. We got to figure out who's going to be the lead. We got to figure out who's going to be, you know, the girl. Mm-hmm. Um Pipple comes back. He's wearing another heinous hat. He <laughs> Pipple owes me an apology for these hats. Um and he's like, "Okay, we have to figure out who's going to be the star." to be the younger version of lux mm-hmm. we got to figure that out but we don't even know what she looks like yet right then all the girls run in to meet her she's tall she's thin she's blonde and white and white yes because that comes up later um the girls are like posing and acting and they're trying to figure out on camera who looks the best they're just vamping we she's all just, know I mean, she's like, like
0: kesha 2.0 i guess she looks a really just good way like kesha yeah. yes the girls looking up to see if Lux still exists and i don't think so i I
1: have i've 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 got got facts for you about about this this moment um but in the show the girls are posing acting you see the directors that are like oh we don't know we don't know Christine notices that abby is not the one who's picking yes the producer is so she Mm -hmm. thinks this is an even chance my daughter has a chance because abby's not the one picking and so it's just these producers who are who are just going off of what they have seen So they go one by one and all the girls are doing their own thing. This is when Nia comes up and she does a death drop that she did a couple episodes ago. And she says, I knew I wasn't going to get the part. She says, I have brown hair. Lux has blonde hair. I'm African-American. Yeah. And I think she, and I don't think she says, and she is white. I think she just says I'm African-American and have brown hair. Yeah. She has blonde hair. So, and then, yeah, nobody talks about it. It's just it's just
0: like, it goes on to the next thing. Yeah whatever
1: like we're not gonna unpack that we're not gonna talk about how we're all just uh, openly telling nia to ignore her race that she's just gonna you know just the same as everybody else yeah like why would we not and then it, it feels like one of those moments that like if somebody had said if nia had been like can i just sit down Mm. so that I don't have to do this because I'm not going to get it. Someone was like, well, if you think you're not going to get it, that's racist. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? It feels like one of those moments that feels backwards in, in, in reality. And ha-
0: in, like, history of the yeah. show, has yeah. there been any mention of that?
1: Of Nia's race? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Because Abby has made her do all these ethnic dances. Right, okay, yeah. So then that. there's been that, <laughs> oh, and, gosh. well, and so the episode that she does like a a number that's copped from a a drag queen. Mm -hmm. Um, It's all about um, attitude and like, I'm trying to like in 2011, we would have said things like sass and girl power. It's a lot of that and being fierce. It's a lot of that. And Holly says to the camera, like, I want to teach Nia how to embrace her African-American. She says African-American, her African-American experience she says, that is the experience of some people. It's not the experience of me and Nia. She says, we yeah. are not like this, but I don't want her to be ashamed of the fact that she is. She says African-American. So Holly's got it on lock. Holly has figured out how to have these conversations. Nia is obviously in a dialogue with her mom about being the only person of color in the room. Yeah. Um, Abby and everybody, every other white person has no idea how to talk about race in this room. So- nobody mentions it they just keep it pushing hmm. um then the producer comes back oh no wait melissa says we all know maddie's gonna probably get it and all the other girls are just gonna be jealous she says it's gonna be maddie and they can just right. be jealous that's fine um jokes on you because the, produ- the producer comes back and he has picked chloe to be yes. baby lux yes
0: oh very exciting, and Christy, you can see. I think it pans to yes. the mom's reactions. So you can see. immediately
1: weeping. Yes, full, just so excited. Chloe's freaking out. Um, yeah, and and um, Christy's crying, and it's just very emotional. Okay, here are the facts about this. First of all, Lux is not a real music artist in general. That is all made up.
0: Her huh. dad
1: is Ted Danson. Yeah, I saw that. So. She was just an actor. Yeah, that all of this was was fabricated. What's which?
0: Why? I
1: don't know. But I think (laughs) that's why it was so confusing. Was because it was all fake. This was a fake audition process. These producers were probably not real producers. Like all, it was confusing because it was fake. (laughs) You know what I mean? Why? Just I don't. I don't know. know. I wonder if they just needed an extra episode. But there's also a few episodes where Brooke thinks that she wants to be a singer, and. The music label that produced Brooke also produced this music, this song,
0: so you know
1: it's fake. Yeah, you know it's fake. But yeah, her dad is Ted Danson, okay, the the guy from um the good place. He's the mayor in the good yeah. place, yeah, but it so yeah, it's all fake. This whole thing's been fake. <laughs> I think I don't think the moms think it's fake, and I don't think that the girls think it's fake, but wow. I think lifetime did this to them. You know what I mean? That's so interesting, but they weren't going to meet a real celebo. They weren't going to. This is season one. Yeah, you know we like they don't. They haven't no really one gotten. Knows. Yeah, yeah. This is just a pilot kind of season, right? Um, so yeah, this whole thing's fake. <laughs> the right. kids, I think the kids think it's real. I think the moms think it's real.
0: I um, there's I got, a
1: Truman Show kind of thing going on.
0: Yeah, I got a little bit of insight into reality TV recently. Actually, it was really fun. Oh, so I have um. I have this side gig where I do like events out at this farm and basically I was going out to talk with the owner of the farm Mm -hmm. because we're going to just talk about some like business things for the upcoming season. Mm -hmm. And um, he was like, okay, I don't have like that much time to sit down and talk because can I say the name of the show? Can't, I mean, I don't know. You tell me. I don't know. Are you allowed to talk about it? Was he <laughs> allowed to talk okay, about let's it? let's just say this is a reality TV show that, like, I think a lot of people watch. Okay. And basically it was, like, the, um, the producers really do feed, like, the most important lines. Oh, yeah. And it was, like, I knew reality TV show like reality TV wasn't real, mm-hmm. but I thought it just kind of went to the extent of like they make up these scenarios. Yeah, but no, they're like not even being. They're not even like capturing the genuine no. reactions or. Lines of people, no, like I'm also feeding them that.
1: Yeah, I think especially is the show that was going to be filmed at this farm. Is it a show that's been on for a long time? Yeah. So that's the that's the issue is that when you have a show that's been running for forever, people expect it's like, like let's talk about like The Bachelor, right? right? That show, people are expecting a certain type of atmosphere the mm-hmm. whole time. Yeah, they're expecting a certain level of personality of all these things. And the producers of those kinds of shows have to curate it to be exactly like it was last season. Yeah. Or people won't watch it. Yeah.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, one of the really interesting things was that one of the main characters is Mm -hmm. like aging. Uh Uh-huh. And so like between every scene, like she was really struggling. Like they had to get a chair for her to sit down in. Oh, sure. And like everyone was concerned about her and her like being out in the sun. And so it's just i don't know it's yeah just, you know reality is just not yeah i saw some.
1: i saw somebody on twitter say that they're gonna start referring to sports as reality tv to piss off <laughs> men that was funny, but yeah it's so much of this is just is it's just not real or like even to the extent of like did you hear that that mom was talking trash behind mm-hmm. your back go talk to her about it while we follow you exactly like even even that is still um like fed stuff um so Chloe gets this opportunity. Um Christy is I mean, she's sobbing. Mm-hmm. I just want Chloe to have an opportunity for her to feel special because she's she's she says she's been compared to Maddie. Yeah. It's not fair. She needs her own thing.
0: Oh, I was really glad for Chloe, honestly. Me
1: too. Yeah. I love Chloe and I love Christy. Um uh, Melissa, says that she just wants all the girls to get a chance. She's like, well, honestly, it's better because Maddie can shine from the background yeah, and it will be more obvious. And I'm kind of glad she didn't get the lead. I, Even though I met with Pitbull to get coffee for her to be the lead. I'm glad she didn't get it. Like, just take the L. You know what I mean? Just like yeah. admit that you lost. I don't know. It's so frustrating, but again, she's, she's the OJ Simpson of the show because she's right. Mm-hmm. She did shine from the background and she got picked up by Sia. Yep. So she's not wrong, but I still don't like her. <laughs> still don't like her. Um, in this filming process, you know, they so we've, we've picked Chloe. Chloe is now in a different set of like um, spots on the floor, her marks. She's like doing different things. Uh I don't know who the dude in the scarf was, but he was yelling a lot. He was screaming a lot. Yeah. You're burning my time. And then yeah. he just goes dance
0: <laughs> like okay
1: to calm down this is not real so to ch- ch- chill out a little and bit and that
0: was like his one line in the dance. entire yeah.
1: show <laughs> yeah you're burning my day dance it's just it's just a lot and nia <laughs> says it's a lot she's like people are yelling and there's feathers and there's fans and there's bright lights and sometimes you turn and you don't even know where you're going and oh it's God. just a and lot
0: when she said that, like we're used to this because of abby
1: (laughs) yeah she's like it's basically the same thing like you know (laughs) not the pet pick of the difference between this man in a scarf and abby (laughs) yeah um and and this is where we get the the melissa line about her being like well i'm it's actually an advantage that she's in the background yes whatever um so now we're home we're going home we're in the studio Mm -hmm. abby has a screen. She finally says, Congratulations because they won nationals the week before this week. Right. Last week.
0: Now we're at the end of the episode.
1: Yes. And she's like, <laughs> oh, PS, congratulations on winning the entire competition and the whole nation. Yeah, you. Um, she and the, but then she's like, Well, you know, I didn't call you here to just congratulate you. I would never waste my time yes. doing that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she says, I I happen to have a copy of the music video. We're all gonna watch it for the first time. And they're freaking out and they're so excited. Listeners, you have to watch this music video. It is insane. It's called It's Like Summer.
0: Something about summer. Oh, shoot.
1: It's Just Like Summer. Something something to that effect. Um, you have to go watch it. It is listeners it is insane it's just it's just insane um the girls are great they nail all the choreography the boys pull it together everything's fine it's just crazy a lot of fans and feathers and a lot of fans christy's crying uh and i said i 100% would have had this song on my ipod nano this is so 2011 and i would
0: have i would have been like dj run my track you know what it reminded me of so okay well this is kind of a fun fact Not to flex or anything. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. But I was in the last scene of the Hannah Montana movie. I remember when that was like a thing that people were doing i love that for you that's so fun yeah so and it was wasn't it was it here it was in tennessee somewhere i don't remember because i was so young so i don't i remember going out into the country like really far and yeah it It was cicada year oh or it was a year where there were a lot of cicadas cicadas. yeah i want to say it was like uh, 2004 or three because the movie came out in 05 alexa when did the hannah montana movie
1: come out oh no not the alexa (laughs) when did the hannah montana movie come out oh my she is so unhelpful
0: (laughs) she is so i want to say it's 05 someone look it up
1: i'll look it up right now
0: anyway so it just reminded me a lot of that because um the there was a lot of I think there was confetti. Am I just making feathers. that up? Well, in this there were feathers. In this there were feathers. Wasn't there confetti too?
1: prob- I mean probably. Hannah Montana, a- Montana okay. movie.
0: 2009. So I really just told you the story to tell everyone that I was in the Hannah As Montana you, movie. <laughs> if I was in the
1: Hannah Montana, I don't know how I didn't know that about you sooner. If that was my case, I would start every conversation with, <laughs> like I was in the last scene of the Hannah Montana movie. Did you know that? Um, But you like, it is just the sound of, of that era. Yes, yeah, so it's and, the same. And I miss, I miss that era. Yeah. Not in the sense that I want to be younger like that again, but like- the fashion mm-hmm. these girls have feathers in their hair yeah and it's everything's neon but also everybody looks like they haven't showered in six days <laughs> and they're all and they all look so happy yeah. they're all so confident in in the way that they look even though they look crazy and insane you know why why because
0: social media doesn't
1: that is the truth because social media doesn't really exist facebook is just getting started in terms of like domestic use yeah so there was no one to tell you what to do except a handful of celebrities and tiger beat or or whatever yeah and you have no one else to compare yourself to except like people you immediately know but there's no social standard of like this is what we're all doing yep it was just like, well, I saw it on Hannah Montana, so I guess I'm dressing like this now. Exactly. Can I tell you, part of my personality, I put my phone in my back pocket, A, because it's useful, and B, because I saw it on an episode of Hannah Montana. And I was like, <laughs> dang. And even before I had a phone that was like a rectangle, like when I had flip phones, yep. back pocket. Because I was like, I saw Hannah Montana do it with her iPhone, and mm. I want to be like her. Yeah. So huh. like, yeah. you only had a handful of of people or characters in your life telling you how to be you didn't have the internet which is everybody telling you seven constantly telling you that you're not good enough Mm -hmm. unless you're dancing for abby and you know and when you're talking about
0: trends it's Mm -hmm. really sped up trends it's like if you're planning a wedding that's going to be later this year it's like by the time your wedding rolls around it's already like out of date yeah
1: (laughs) you're already doing something like um yeah out of touch yes yeah it's true. To
0: um which I say do whatever you want. Yeah, who cares?
1: Also, now who cares? Yes. Like we've been through enough trends, we've been through enough cycles stylistically. Who cares? Do whatever you want. Yeah. Dress however you want to dress. Nobody cares. Um
0: Let's bring back feathers. Let's can we bring back the, <laughs> I just mean like, crocs are coming the,
1: back. Look. I have a pair. Perfect. I love my crocs. <laughs> I love. If I wouldn't if I was not gonna get flamed for wearing them at, at my job i would wear them all the time
0: but like i really don't think you I, would i it's one of those things where it's like is it cringy or i is don't it know i don't cool? know
1: <laughs> I, I don't know i bought them last summer because i went to the pool a lot and mm-hmm. i was going to the beach a couple different times and so i was yep. like crocs perfect and they're white and they go with everything and i love my crocs i love my crocs sponsor us i cro- not sponsored but could be <laughs> crocs hit my line at me um, and then at the end of this episode, Abby says that next season she's taking the gloves off. You mean they're not? They're not already off? How is this going to get worse? Like, how is this going to get more intense? What do you mean you're just now going to take them off? But uh, there we go. That's this, the teaser for next season. Is it's going to be worse? Mm-hmm. So buckle up, listener. <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, you have to leave it on like a cliffhanger.
1: Sure. And they're like, just say something about how you're going to be meaner. And she's like, the gloves. <laughs> I'll give them that one liner about the gloves.
0: Sometimes I think about this all the time, but I'm like, how? There's so much content out there in terms of movies and TV shows and like reality TV and all yeah. of that. Like, how do people keep coming up with stuff that people watch? <laughs> don't know. I don't understand.
1: Yeah. Like, how are we still recycling? Yeah idea how have we not reached a point where you're like all right i think this is it i think we've gotten through all the ideas of reality tv well i
0: feel like recently we've seen a lot of like with the dropout we've seen a lot of like things where we're dramatic
1: dramatizing dramatizing (laughs) dramatizing is the word you're (laughs) looking for all right
0: we're dramatizing Uh uh-huh things that happen in real life yes we gotta make like adding stuff on top of that
1: totally which plug for the dropout everybody should watch it have you watched it
0: yeah it's so
1: the last episode was so good oh my god yeah so good Uh, yeah um emily do you have any other thoughts about this episode of dance moms that we didn't get to talk to
0: it was my first dance moms experience and Mm -hmm. honestly i i asked you i was like what (laughs) service does this stream on because it wasn't my blood was not boiling right
1: sure it's a different structure the plot of this episode is a lot different than the plots of other episodes i
0: think obviously it's another one of those like 2000 whatever shows where it's like right. if this aired now this would not fly right but here we are we're watching it 10 yeah. years later yeah yeah 10 years later
1: yeah it stuck around for a reason and the the thesis of this podcast is what is the reason <laughs> the famous words of cardi b what was the reason like why are people still watching this you know yeah Okay, so do you have a song that you think would make a good routine on Dance Moms? Yes. What is it? Can okay. you
0: pull it up and play it into the microphone a little bit? Yeah. I'm going to plug my favorite group. It's called Joseph. And I chose the song because, and again, I, I'm i big on music, so it took me a while to figure this one out. Uh-huh. But I feel like this would be good in terms of like the rhythm and... Just the feel of the song overall. So Mm -hmm. I don't know that I can really provide any more explanation than that, but here it is. Okay. Side was like there's no one driving. I guess the point was missed. I thought that I was fixed, but something broke This time. I think it shattered. I got half a mind. totally yeah i can totally hear that or see that as a dance mom song yeah i just yeah you know, i felt like it could be a nice like a little interpretive dance yeah
1: or yeah totally totally um yeah i i liked this segment in theory because I think there are songs that are coming out now that would be great songs for Dance Moms. Mm -hmm. But I also like doing this segment because it's also just like, what songs do you like? Yeah. You know, because there really is, like, what does it mean to have a song that would be good on Dance Moms? Like, you were texting me. Like, there's not really a ton of
0: characteristics. Yeah. I was supplying it to, like, Winter Garden. And a lot of times they'll have just, I mean, they'll just have a song that a lot of people know. Yeah. And it's like you can make any song a dance song.
1: When I did when I did Winter Guard, um, have you ever You
0: did Winter Guard? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, girl. I
1: did I only did it twice out of my four years in high school. Okay, well you
0: didn't mention that.
1: Well, I did. <laughs> um, I did do it. And my freshman year, we did a song we did two songs together and the the title of the show was called the office but it wasn't like the tv show wasn't anything about the tv show it was about being in an office okay so it started with (laughs) do you know this song the typewriter you know this song i don't think i do well it's just it's it's a symphonic piece by leroy anderson who wrote sleigh ride okay yeah yeah, it's him and he um so it's just it is literally like i'll fast forward to the end it it ends like this (laughs) so that was the intro There were all of us, me included, were squatted in the background and there was a lot of dancing happening. No no flags have come out. It's just.
0: Were you a flag? Desk, yes. It's just
1: desk, sitting at a desk, typing, Uh passing papers in like a dramatic, lyrical way. (business) And then the the bell at the end. Then the flags bust out to this. Do you know this song? Yes. To nine to
0: five.
1: Yes, nine to five. And I have never <laughs> I have never felt like the hysteria in that moment ever again in my life. Because when there is something like there is something like primal embedded into the threads of middle-aged white Southern women. And when they hear when they hear the 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 audible bat signal mm-hmm. of the in, of this intro, that piano, yes. they are foaming at the mouth <laughs> for Saint Dolly Parton. And so when that, so when we have this typewriter piece, and then it would stop, and then you would hear the Dolly Parton nine to yep. five intro. I mean. Nuts. It, yeah, nuts. There we go, nuts it was nuts it was nuts so it yeah. was great it was like and it was just like, and in the end we got our boss just like in the have you seen the movie nine to five no you should we should watch it together it's the okay. best Dolly Parton's in it and it's the very best it's just like they have a bad boss and the boss is annoying and he's misogynistic and he's awful and so they tie him up and make him promise to be a better person, basically. It's so yeah. fun. It's such a fun movie. And it's also a musical. And so our Winter Guard show was that plot. It was really similar. We had a boy. And so we were freaking out about the boy, of course. Right. We put him in a in a rolly chair. We wheel him down to the end. Mm-hmm. And then in the end, he fires us. And it was so fun. <laughs> it was so fun. So anyway, that was my first experience with Winter Guard. My second one was not as good. And by not as good, I mean the show wasn't as like cohesive of of an idea. So the song I I picked for this is a song called "Lost" by Andy Mineo. Don't at me. I know he's problematic. I know, (laughs) but the song is catchy. And when I tell you that I'm a sucker for a gospel choir in a in like a hip hop R and B song, I don't know what to tell you. You know what I mean? Like, come on. So the song is like the the imagery, the messaging of the song is that. There are like times in in life when we are like going through clouds. Like if you think about a plane and turbulence, how when you go through a cloud, there's lots of bumps and lots of this happening. Um, and then when you get up it past the cloud, there is sun. Whereas when you were below the cloud, you did not see the sun. You went through the cloud and now there is sun. And it's the song itself is like the intro is fine. I think this is close enough to the gospel part.
0: Choir? Are you
1: kidding me? I I think it would be a really good hip hop routine, yeah, especially for like two people to do, like as a smaller group thing. Uh, and I just really like that song. Chance the rapper does a lot of gospel choir stuff too, and like it's just it really scratches an, an itch in my brain. You know what yeah. I mean? To have to juxtapose like gospel and hip hop, or gospel and R and B together, it just like scratches my the itch in my brain, right. Well, Emily, thank you for doing this with me. Absolutely, I really appreciate it, especially since you have never seen the show before. <laughs> Just like walking in and being like, "What's happening? I don't understand this." <laughs> well, yes, you knew
0: I had reservations about it, and you were yes. like, "Don't worry, it's people, fine." People go on here all the time. Yeah, <laughs> who cares?
1: It's fine. It's it, it. Like I said, it's it is more fun to have people. Who've never seen it, who are like, who are just very taken aback by something that I forget sometimes is not normal. You know, like <laughs> yeah. I grew up watching the show. I thought the show was great when I was a kid yeah. because it's like, oh, it's so funny. And now, as an adult, for an adult to watch it back and think like, this is really problematic. was this on the internet, exactly. or House this on the not the internet uh, on cable. Yeah, well, I like, think oh, I, I don't think know.
0: That's us for a lot of things looking back, yeah. especially in the past two decades. <laughs> Ooh, Lord. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that we were really all out doing or saying this thing, and nobody really thought about it. How interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, especially with the with this and also, you know, toddlers and TRs was happening at the same time. Yeah. So, like, why were we not having a conversation about exploiting children? Because that's what this is, especially with, the, with moments like the moment Chloe had. Straight yeah. up, let me put a camera on a kid while they're being traumatized, and let's make money off of it. And maybe pay the kid. Maybe. Yeah.
0: And it's exhausting just having yeah. cameras on you all the time like that. Yeah yeah dang (laughs) like i know yeah
1: (laughs) yeah the movie star (laughs) emily being like oh because i know (laughs) um listeners there is on hulu an episode 13 for season one but it's basically like a countdown of the top 10 craziest moments of season one it's dumb i'm not going to record an episode about it because it's stupid and i don't like it um next week we're going to start season 2 with my friend Jake. It's going to be great. Um later on in some of the seasons, I can't remember if this happens at the end of season 2 or if this happens more so later on, but instead of a craziest moments, it's a reunion. And I will cover it when it's a reunion. And when we when the interviewer is asking them pointed questions about why did you say this to this person? That I'm more than happy to talk about and do an episode about. A Watch Mojo video. <laughs> like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do a whole thing about that. Um, thank you for listening. All my social media stuff is gonna be in the end bumper. Um, I have an Instagram. I have an email. I have a Twitter. I have a, um, a a spot on Anchor where you can leave me a voicemail with your thoughts and your opinions and your feelings about the show, so I can include them in the conversation next week yeah
0: like comment subscribe turn on your
1: notifications i mean completely annihilate the bell button comment down below like and subscribe yeah thank you so much thanks for watching (laughs) yeah um yeah thank you guys for listening appreciate it very much um if you try to give people a reason to share this podcast with people at the end of every episode. I've been saying, if you have a crush on somebody and you're looking for a reason to start talking to them again, be like, OMG, this podcast is so funny. You should listen to it. Uh," You know, I've been saying that a lot, but I got to think of another reason.
0: I can just share it. That's fine.
1: Just share it. Just share it with a friend people. Um, Share it with a buddy, share it with somebody that you care about. If someone wants you to be honest with them in the week, you can be like, honestly, this podcast is great. (laughs) And you need to hear that. And so here's the podcast. There you go. There's your honest opinion. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening to another episode of The Pyramid. You can find us on Instagram at The Pyramid Pod and on Twitter at ThePyramidPod underscore. Send your thoughts and opinions about Dance Moms as a voicemail to anchor.fm slash pyramidpod. (laughs) or in an email to thepyramidpodcast at gmail.com. If you enjoyed this episode, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and follow us wherever you get your podcasts.